What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. Hey guys, this is Mark Churjanowski from Sister Hazel, and you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars, everybody. I'm part of the Dynamic Duo. My name is Gomez with my partner in crime, Brian Colburn, with our special guest, Ed Kennard from the Greatest Song Ever Sung Poorly podcast. Welcome, everybody. What's up? What's up? How's it going, fellas? Good, good. Glad to have you back, Ed. I am glad to be back. You guys are one of my favorite shows to appear on. I I just want to state, because we've had you on our Motown episode and now this, you are not in fact, the de facto oldies guy. I just want to make sure we we make that clear here. <laughs> you're not just prejudging me by the hair, right? <laughs> not at all. So, Ed, now you're getting a second chance to talk about oldies because the first episode we did was the golden years of Motown, and now we're doing golden oldies and doo-wop, but it's a much bigger spectrum of songs here. So I'd love to know how difficult was this episode compared to the Motown one for you? This was somehow both easier and more difficult. So with Motown, I felt like I was leaving things off that I shouldn't. With this, I knew I would have to leave things off. I I, like it's not possible to narrow down all of golden oldies and doo-wop into a 10 song playlist and be comprehensive at the same time. My initial playlist for this episode was 350 songs. So (laughs) it took a lot of cutting because obviously uh, we're all guys of a similar age range. I assume our parents are in a similar age range. So a lot of this is music we grew up with. We're dating ourselves here, but (laughs) there's a lot of songs that can go into this 10 song playlist. And it was really, really difficult to narrow it down. So thank you for always tagging me in on the really hard guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get down to business, if you'd like to support the show and become a Patreon member, it's quite easy. Head over to patreon.com forward slash playlist wars and select whatever tier works best for you tonight. Like I said, our topic is golden oldies and doo-wop, which for this show is basically going from the years 1950 to 1969. And we've each individually created a playlist with a batch of our top 10 favorite songs, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior till now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our track ones through track tens one by one, crafting what we each feel is the perfect oldies playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the playlister jury, to vote at playlistwarspodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. And if you simply can't decide who you want to vote for while you're visiting the site, you can also rock out to each one of our playlists and see how they sit with you on a musical level. Later on in the show, we'll each choose our one honorable mention song of the night, 
which has to be a song that someone else on the panel picked, but you didn't. So, Ed, why don't you kick things off tonight with your track one? Okay, I can do that. I feel like that my track one is a possible artist trifecta. It should be for oldies and doo-wop. This is one of the kings of rock, without question. And if it's not an artist trifecta, it might be a song trifecta because a lot of people have covered it. But my number one kick off the jam song is Rip It Up by Little Richard. There are other notable versions of this. Elvis Presley covered it. Bill Haley and the Comets covered it. John Lennon covered it. And I have certainly covered it at karaoke. <laughs> I have no Little Richard on my list on this one. Yes, I know. I, I apologize early, but unfortunately, it did not. Man, I hate to say this, Ed. That was definitely easily in my top 20. And it didn't become part of my top 10. But from the first song of the night, a very obvious and easy pick that could work for an honorable mention. But I'm very I'm guessing with basically 20 years of music we're dealing with here, two decades that we're going to have zero crossovers or trifectas tonight. I'd love to be proven wrong. We're going to have at least two trifectas. You think? I think. Uh, at I least two. I'm thinking zero. Gomez, what do you got? I got at least one or two. I'm going to say yes. I will say I went very not deep cut on this where I happily could have because this is like my musical happy range. So there are certain artists who I would have included had it been like a tighter focus like the real originators of rock music. Like I left a lot of them out for this. Well, the beauty of this type of episode, Ed, is if it responds well with the playlisters out there, we could easily dive deeper for a future episode. So. Oh, hell yeah. All right, Gomez. Why don't you kick things off with your track one? So my track one has a little, a little sweet remembrance of my little baby girl when she was just a few months old. The Spaniels, good night, sweetheart, good night. This song put my daughter out to sleep quickly. And once in a blue moon, I kind of sang it too, but I was not the best singer. So I would get the smack across the face or the throw of the hand, stop singing pretty much. Let me hear not the, the mama. <laughs> yeah, not the mama, but unfortunately it was my daughter. <laughs> so this was a great song. I loved it. Uh, it was number five in the Billboard's Rhythm and Blues Records. It was a number three Cashbox Rhythm Blues Top 15. And it was in one of my favorite movies in the 1980s, Three Men and a Baby with Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Guttenberg, uh, which actually was a decent movie. So this was one of those good songs that made up for me. So track one, The Spaniels, Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night. Well, it's a great song. It's a great movie. I go slow a little bit in my playlist tonight. Not a lot, but I definitely go slow. I hit, I hit some nice valleys in this playlist. Of well, let me put it this way. After this, I don't think I hit a slow song after this. So be prepared to rock your socks off. All right. But look, I love the song. It is an absolute classic. Unfortunately, did not make my list. Did I kill a trifecta here, Ed? Or is Gomez on an island with this one? No, he's on an island. The few nights that I've been unfortunately forced to host karaoke. <laughs> I have finished out the night with this song because it is a great closer mm -hmm. and it hits my range for part of it. It's a great song. It was in my top 50, but it was not in my top 10. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to my track one, I'm going to kick things off with a song written by Jack Hammer and 
Otis Blackwell. And Gomez, it's from a movie. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, I was about to say, you know, <laughs> a movie. Oh, I saw it. I probably did see it. <laughs> probably did, actually. From the 1957 movie Jamboree. From the iconic label Sun Records, which easily could get its own episode, ranked as the 96th greatest song of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. And I won't argue that my track one, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire, reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard Hot Country Singles Chart. Now, I always understood that Sun Records had an affiliation with country music because of Johnny Cash and some of the other people on the label. I never thought of Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire as a country song. And I am today years old when I learned this was a number one country single. So movie reference, I do get to drop one. Gomez, the song was featured in both Top Gun and from what I've heard, Top Gun Maverick. And Jerry Lee Lewis re-recorded the song for his 1989 biopic, Great Balls of Fire, starring Dennis Quaid. And I get to drop a fun wrestling fact here. Hold on, Rick, you missed a movie. You could correct my movie stuff later. Well, it's not my fault. Fun wrestling fact here. Ric Flair started using his iconic woo catchphrase in 1974 after he heard Jerry Lee Lewis sing the lyric, Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Woo! And he pulled it from that. Cover versions in 1979. Dolly Parton covered the song on her album of the same name. In 2013, the Misfits covered the song for their project 1950 release. And in 2012, the amazing Brian Setzer covered the song on his Rockabilly Riot Live from the Planet release. My track one, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Now, Gomez. You could tell me how many movies I've missed with it because I'm sure oh, there's a God. lot. There was a lot more. I couldn't even list it. There was a, probably about 50 more you, you totally missed. But yes, it was Top Gun when Anthony Edwards and Tom Cruise sang this song in the bar scene in a country bar, which is kind of funny that you said that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then for the people who have not seen Top Gun Maverick, I will spoil it for you. Miles Teller sings it himself in that movie, replacing his father, Goose, uh, Anthony Edwards' character. And he does it actually surprisingly really good. And guess what? We have a match. That's track three for me, buddy. All right. Awesome. Ed. I am sorry to kill that trifecta. Oh. My only connection, that was in my top 20. <laughs> uh, but my connections to that song are I have sang it at karaoke. And the guy who gave us our theme song for our show has opened for Brian Setzer on a tour. Ooh. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Setzer's a living legend, man. Oh, that's hell awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Ed, we're back to you for track two. And so far, zero trifectas. If we're talking about early rock and roll, there's one name that I, I assume this will be a trifecta, but I could be proven wrong. It's not his most famous song, but it is my favorite song by him. It is 30 Days by Chuck Berry. Well, I have a Chuck Berry song, but not 30 Days. I have never actually seen it at karaoke, but it is on my like top 10 karaoke songs. If I could find it, I would do it list. But I want to know what Chuck Berry songs you guys have. So my number six Chuck Berry song, 
is Johnny Be Good. It's one of the most iconic songs. It was played in Back to the Future by Michael J. Fox. And Marvin Barry told Chuck about it. <laughs> Chuck, it's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Barry. That's one of the most on-the-nose parts of the entire movie, and I love it every single time I see it. It is. And it's actually in another Anthony Michael Hall movie, Johnny Be Good. Yeah. It is actually the opening theme song and ending song to that movie. Brian, what do we got here, buddy? Well, I've got bad news. And the bad news is my trifecta bet that I just bragged about 10 seconds ago is now off the table because that is also my track six. And I actually have worse news for you by not putting it at track six. You have killed a playlist wars bingo, which is very rare, but we do have a trifecta at the Chuck Berry level. I also have Johnny be good. Written and recorded by Chuck Berry in 1958. Although, like Gomez said, you have to credit his cousin Marvin for the assist. Reached number two on the U.S. Hot R&B sides, as well as number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And ranks number seven on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999 for its influence as a rock and roll single. Cover versions. There's almost 300 cover songs on secondhand songs. The Chambers Brothers covered the song on their 1968 album, Shout. In 1971, the Grateful Dead covered the song on their Skull and Roses live album. In 72, Jimi Hendrix posthumously released a track on his Hendrix in the West live LP. In 79, the Sex Pistols covered it on the great rock and roll Swindle, as well as Elton John on his Victim of Love LP. In 83, Peter Tosh recorded a hit reggae cover for his Mama Africa LP. Gomez mentioned Marty McFly's version in 85, and he also mentioned Judas Priest's version, which was famously or infamously, depending on how big of a Judas Priest fan you are, because that song is a point of contention for a lot of Priest fans, they covered the track for the soundtrack to Johnny Be Good as well as their Ram It Down EP. My track six, Chuck Berry. Glad we have a trifecta for this one at the artist level, at least. Brian loses that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was wrong, but I'm happy to be wrong about that. Thank, Thank God. <laughs> Gomez, we're back to you for track two. So track two. You know, I was feeling somewhat of a nostalgia with this song. I love Frank Sinatra. And of course, one of my favorite songs to end anything would have been on this, but I chose not to because New York, New York is one of the most New York Yankees, everything. But I went with another song that I love. Fly me to the moon. In other words, one of my favorite songs, such a classy song. He just sings it so well. You know what I mean? And it was also in this great 2000 movies called Space Cowboys with uh, Clint Eastwood. Forgot who else was in there. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. I couldn't think of his name. And uh, I know uh, Donald Sutherland. I like the movie a lot. It's about four guys determined to go to space, and they do. But the real reason for this song is the 1964 Sinatra version was associated with the Apollo missions to the moon. So it was a great song for them. And it's a truly lovable song for this day. So track two, Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. Do you know how hard it is to not have the chairman of the board on my list? Oh, God, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I love the pick. I don't have it. 
I'm just going to live with this guilt. Ed? In my head, gold moldies do not include Frank Sinatra or anything like pre that time. But that song was like written in homage to Cole Porter, who was my all-time favorite songwriter. So it's very hard for me not to have that Burt Howard song on my list. But I am so glad that you included that because people forget there's an overlap between like the older style of music and the golden oldies rock doo-wop stuff. So I love that you included it, but it just didn't make mine. And I like the way Ed put it because it is true. There was a lot of crossover with the old standard style and rock music. And I'll tell you right now, growing up, 101.1 WCBS FM in New York City play oldies all the time that was the only station my parents listened to and i got a frank sinatra introduction from that station so uh, he was always included in the oldies conversation i don't want to tip my hat and get included on even older episodes of this because i do like <laughs> new music but my grandmother did work in music publishing at the time all of those things came out worked for fred waring who everyone listening to this is probably too young to know who that is uh but like the American Songbook is my happy place inside. So when it comes to Cole Porter, Rogers and Hart, all of that stuff, I'm like, oh, no, that's my core competency. Like, let's <laughs> talk about it more. Just not for this playlist. All right. Well, moving on to my track, two. This is a song written by Ernie Maresca, and it's from this person's 1961 album. As soon as I say the name, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. The name of the album is Runaround Sue. However, I am going with Dion, The Wanderer. The song is ranked number 243 on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time and reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. This song, to me, is everything I love about Dion. It's got a swagger that just invites you in, and it's a nice mixture of rock, and that blues stomp that Dion brings still to this day. He does blues albums now. Thank God he's still alive putting out amazing music because Dion is a friggin' living legend. Cover versions. In 1964, the Beach Boys covered the song on the Beach Boys concert album. In 1984, Status Quo covered the song on their 12 Gold Bars Volume 2 release. In 1988, Eddie Rabbit scored a number one country hit with his cover and in 2000 d snyder of twisted sister fame covered the song for his never let the bastards wear you down album i want to give a shout out to patreon playlister tim mckay and on twitter to mike albert who both chimed in with run around sue from obviously the same album another undeniable dion track and one that if there was going to be crossover i would expect to hear that song before my pick but i also want to give a shout out on twitter to amy b who chimed in with this one and the Sunday Night Army, who chimed in with Donna, a deeper Dion cup, but I love that one as well. You can't go wrong with Dion. And that is my track too. Dion's The Wanderer. Oh, God. If I if we were doing a top 20, it would have made my list, but I would have had Run Around Sue because that song is like in my head right now. I'm going, hey, 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 oh. you know, oh, hey, hey. <laughs> so that's, it's stuck, it's always stuck in my head, so. Great pick, Brian, but it did not make my list. Ed, am I on an island with this one? You are on an island. If I was going to pick a Dion song, that would have been it. Without nice. question. Like, Run Around Sue is a great song, but The Wanderer is one that I just 
love. It kind of captures me in some respects. Dude, there's um, such a swagger to the song. I yeah, mean, there really. Is. And it is such a good song, but it hit my top 30, but not my top 10. All right. Well, moving on to track three, Gomez has already been revealed with yep. Great Balls of Fire. Ed, what do you got? I'm assuming this is a trifecta buster. This is somebody who was very important in the 50s, but more so in the UK than the US. And this particular song was way more popular in the UK than the US. But my number three is 20 Flight Rock by Eddie Cochran. People tend to be more familiar with Summertime Blues or Come On Everybody, but this song slaps. It originally appeared in the 1956 comedy, The Girl Can't Help It, and it was re-recorded and released as a single in 1957 in the UK. Fun fact, it is also the song Paul McCartney did for his Beatles audition with John Lennon. Again, way more popular in the UK than it is here, and when I do it at karaoke, people are like, I don't know that Elvis song. (laughs) (laughs) Not Elvis. Well, I did not choose that song from Eddie Cochran. I did choose the song you mentioned, Summertime Blues. That's just a great song, you know what I mean? I heard it very long time ago before it was introduced to me in a movie, which was in one of my favorite movies, La Bamba. Great movie. It is a great movie. So that's actually my track nine, Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues. I just love the guitar playing in this song a lot and everything about it. It's just a truly awesome song. With plenty of covers to be had, because obviously Rush covered the song to open up their feedback album. And once again, Brian Setzer does a fantastic cover of Summertime Blues. Brian mm-hmm. Setzer kind of, he probably has covered half the songs we're going to talk about tonight. It's kind of funny. I think it, it seems like they use Brian Setzer for that character, I think. I would have to look it up, but Brian Setzer kind of looks like Eddie Cochran, too. He does. That's why I... Yeah. Now, um, now, Brian Setzer was in... Here's a movie reference for you. The Country Bears, the Disney movie. Yes. And that soundtrack is absolutely friggin' amazing. People are probably looking at me going, oh, that movie's awful. We watched it on Disney+. Plus." No, actually, the music was really good. But Brian Setzer was Eddie Cochran. So there you go. We learned something new today. Ed gets a point on that one, man. Well, Ed gets a point, and I get a trifecta killing axe because, unfortunately, Eddie Cochran is not on my list. But oh. I absolutely love oh. both songs that you guys picked. Oh, <laughs> only 10 spots for 19 years is my only excuse. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's OK to be wrong, Brian. It's yes. OK to be wrong. But if I'm going to be wrong, here's a song that I know is going to make it right. My track three written by Kenny Young and Arthur Resnick and recorded and made timeless in 1964 by the Drifters. I am going with Under the Boardwalk, reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And in 2010, the song ranked number 489 on Rolling Stone's list of the top 500 greatest songs of all time. We're from New Jersey. Boardwalks are in our blood, the Jersey Shore. This song has spoke to me for years. And Ed, to tip the hat to your show, this is one of my karaoke staples. Cover versions in the same year, the Rolling Stones released a version for their 12 by 5 album. In 1985, John Mellencamp released the track as a B-side to his single R-O-C-K in the USA. And even with the B-side status, his version reached number 19 on the Billboard Top Rock Tracks chart. The song has also been covered by Sam and Dave, Billy Joe Royal, 
Los Lobos, Bruce Willis. Yes, diehards Bruce Willis. He can sing. I'm not going to say he can't sing. I'm just going to say it's out there because his his album is definitely infamous from the 80s. Yes, it is. And the last one would be the Beach Boys covered the song as well. Shout out to Patreon playlister John from the Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite podcast who chimed in with another Drifters classic, There Goes My Baby, and Patreon playlister Philip Bergman who chimed in with When My Little Girl Is Smiling, another amazing Drifter song. To me, the Drifters are one of the most iconic doo-wop groups of all time. And I had to include them. I'm hoping there's at least a crossover at this level. But as of right now, I'm guessing probably not. My track three, The Drifters Under the Boardwalk. So I love The Drifters. They have never recorded a bad song. No matter who was singing lead, it doesn't matter. But they did not make my top 10 list. And I feel guilty about that. But again, we only have 10 songs to pick from. Right. There's only so many times you could drop that excuse, but it's pretty much true for all the songs we're talking about tonight. Gomez, am I on an island with the drifters? Under the boardwalk, I totally forgot to put it on my list. (laughs) Wow. And I was down the Jersey Shore, too. (laughs) Dude, I I honestly figured you coming back from the beach, this would have been a shoe in for at least a crossover. So no no. surprise, not going to lie. No, but, you know, I, I, I chose something else for my number four, but that's a later conversation. All right. Well, moving on, Ed, track four. What do you got? There was one artist who I would have probably self-harmed if I didn't include because he is my all-time favorite recording artist. And he was cut short tragically soon. And that's Buddy Holly. And... It was as hard picking a single Buddy Holly song as it was picking the rest of the playlist. But I settled on Oh Boy by Buddy Holly and the Crickets. I maintain that Buddy Holly is proto-punk. Any Mm -hmm. punk cover of a Buddy Holly song sounds absolutely accurate, both to the original and in a contemporary sense. And narrowing it down was really hard. Uh, There were other options, but I finally settled on, oh boy. You really hit the nail on the head with that proto-punk statement because I think about MXPX's cover of, oh boy, from Mm -hmm. their On the Cover EP. And everything you said, you hit the nail right on the head. Sadly, it's another one that didn't make my playlist, and it is going to be so hard to pick an honorable mention tonight. Holy sh is all I could say. Gomez, is Ed on an island with Buddy Holly? Ed is on an island with Buddy Holly, unfortunately. did not make my list. Oh. This is a good island to be on. You guys are both just very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gomez, you have to have something in your track for that old rival Oh Boy by Buddy Holly. What do you got? Well, matter of fact, I'm probably going to be on an island on myself on this one. Why? Because the song was in an island. And it is a true iconic television show. The Venture is Hawaii Five-0. Probably one of my favorite theme songs growing up. I watched the old show. I watched the new show. I always loved saying Book em Dano. I didn't have a lot of friends with Danny. So unfortunately, whenever I got to say it, I said it. So The Venture is Hawaii Five-0's iconic soundtrack from the show, man. Can't go wrong with that. So I am, as Buddy Holly was in an island, I'm on an island too here, so. 
Yeah, Gomez, unfortunately, for me at least, you are. I don't have that on my list, but it is an iconic song. One of the most memorable. I have a CD of television's greatest hits, and it's on there, and it's definitely never one you would skip, but did not make my list tonight because I went with all vocals for this style, but love the fact that you went instrumental, though. Mm -hmm. That didn't even hit my top 350. Oh, well, that means I'm going to be winning this one. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the votes. (laughs) Wow. All right. Getting testy here. So let me, (laughs) before the gloves come off and it gets violent here, let's move along to my track four. And I'm going to go with a song that I think Ed is going to like because it was written, produced, and arranged by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. So I got his attention. And it reached number one on both the Billboard R&B charts as well as the top (laughs) 100 pop list i am going with the coasters don't you guys talk back yakety yak don't talk cover back. versions <laughs> in 1969 shanana performed this song as part of their set at the original woodstock and in 1988 the two live crew covered the song for the soundtrack of twins and obviously arnold schwarzenegger covered the song on the airplane in the movie as well. And in 1999, Phantom Planet covered the song for the Mumford soundtrack. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to Privateer, B Hiltz 2206, who also chimed in with this one. I hope there's at least a crossover for this group because the coasters are amazing. My track four, the coasters, Yakety Yak. How do you forget the world's greatest movie, The Great Outdoors? You're right. It was in that too. God. Every time I hear that song, that's the first thing I think of. (laughs) I was too busy thinking about the two live crew trying to work that in. And (laughs) sorry, one of the few two live crew songs, I think that is actually clean. Yes. Very clean, actually. But come on, you got to talk about the old 96er though. (laughs) (sighs) So the coasters hit my top 30, but not my top 10. Because one of the few things I actually can hit if I'm singing on a microphone is that don't talk back line. And that almost got it up there, but it it just wasn't enough for me. All right. Gomez, I'm taking it with the head shaking that it also didn't make it. That's why I I forgot to mention that when I was so upset when you didn't mention the greatest movie (laughs) of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, the whole crew. That was great. It was such a great movie, but uh, no, fortunately did not make my list, but I got two of them already for my honorable mentions from you. Yeah. Lots of islands tonight. And Ed, let's see what the next Island is with your track five. If we're all thinking about doo-wop, I'm feeling like this song will show up on other playlists, but it might be an Island. I don't know. It was a song written by Lawrence Hart of Rogers and Hart fame, but no one remembers it from that or the show it's from. Everyone remembers the Marcel's version of Blue Moon. It's been recorded by a ton of people before and after Elvis, Frank Sinatra, etc. But the Marcel's version is the most iconic and it is one of the few songs at karaoke that I try to do both parts. It's a fantastic song. Sadly, did not make my list, but I do want to give a shout out to Rich Bennett of Conversations with Rich Bennett the Sunday Night Army, and Patreon playlister John from Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite, who all chimed in with that one. 
God, when I think of that song, is it wrong that I do think of the scene in Greece, though? <laughs> okay. Sadly, it didn't make my list, though. So, but I love the song. Great song, did not make my list either. And it continues. <laughs> Islands everywhere. Yep. Gomez, what do you got for track five? All right. So, um, definitely have to go with the this is a uh, guy whose life was cut short with Buddy Holly. I am going to go with the Spanish rock and roll of Richie Valens La Bamba, man. I, I couldn't resist having him this on my list. I had to have it. First of all, he was an incredible artist in such a young age at 17. And just like artists like Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, guys who left their scene way too early in their prime, I would have loved to hear what Richie Valens had. He had his two number one hits with Donna and La Bamba. But I'll tell you, man, something about Richie Valens, hearing that guitar play, him speaking Spanish, being that he was born to speak English, you know, uh, and learn this song to say it in Spanish was an incredible feat. And he he rocked it. He really did. And and, and then um, Lou Diamond Phillips, he did that character well. He was it, you know. And, you know, with Ed Cochran, Buddy Holly, they were all on this winter tour that year uh, when unfortunately two of the three stars unfortunately lost their lives. You know what I mean? There was another person in that plane. I can't remember who it was. The big bopper, the big bopper. Okay. It was him. I couldn't remember, but there was one line that buddy Holly says, Hey, we're going to be sleeping with the stars. You know what I mean? And lo and behold, that did happen. So as much as it's a downer, but it's not, but it's a true pick me up kick ass song track five, Richie Valens, La Bamba, man. Well, Gomez, I will now get redemption for missing the great outdoors because you didn't mention the amazing cover by Los Lobos. I, I forgot. Which I bought on 45 for the soundtrack of the movie. One of the covers that I would say as good as the original in its own way. I love Los Lobos' cover. They did that cover for the music video very well. And they were in the movie too. Mm-hmm. They were the original in the movie in that, uh, how can I say that friendly dance atmosphere? <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not make my list, but another very strong contender for mm-hmm. an honorable mention for me. Ed? At the risk of uh, cheating, my number 12 song was Come On Everybody That's by Richie Valens. Yes. And that one almost made my top 10 because I f- love Come On Everybody. And La Bamba is also a bop. It's great. It just didn't make my 10. Anything from Richie Valens, if you pick Donna, come on, everybody, or La Bamba, I don't think uh, you can go wrong with either Donna, one of them. Like, if I was going to marry a woman named Donna, that would be the, uh, the wedding, wedding song. song. Without exactly. question, because that's such a good song. Really, if anybody with a two-syllable name be like, like, if I was marrying you, Gomez, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, Gomez. Well, oh, thank you. Gomez. Hey, you know, <laughs> His wife might have a problem with that, but I, I think Gomez seems open to it. So, hey, I'm cool with it, man. I, all more to it, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. That actually made my day today. All right. Well, moving on to my track five, I guarantee I'm on an island with this one. But for me as a child, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It was written in 1962 by Rudy Martinez but recorded and released under his alter ego question mark as the first single from question mark in the Mysterians 1966 
96 tiers. Reached number one on both the Billboard US Hot 100 and the Cashbox Top 100 and ranked 213 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And to me, this song is important because it's recognized as one of the first ever garage band hits. So while I say garage band might not fit into Golden Oldies doo-wop, this song was always played on WCBS 101.1 FM, and I kind of use that as my benchmark because that's what I grew up with. And this song has been credited with helping to start punk rock. So to me, it's a very important song in the history of music, in my humble opinion. Cover versions in 1967, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, gave the song a funky makeover on the Aretha Rives album. And in 1995, Iggy Pop covered the song for his We Are Not Talking About Commercial album. My track five, I know I'm on an island with it. Question mark in the Mysterians, 96 Tears. Ryan, first of all, I thought you were going to say, we're not talking about Bruno for a minute there. <laughs> I was no, really no. waiting for that to say that. Great pick. It did not make my list. It was my top 50, and I am surprised that you did not share the best piece of trivia about that song, how it was originally 69 tiers, and they made them change it for I didn't obvious that. reasons. You can only cry even number tiers. It's like a scientific fact is that is that how it works i guess oh, <laughs> i'm trying God. to keep this pg let's go with it <laughs> well moving on to track six gomez and i both had chuck berry's johnny be good so now we get to find out what ed's bingo killing song is even though we have a trifecta at chuck berry what is your track six ed number six was another hard one for me uh this was an artist who I had to include no matter what, no matter how it fit in the playlist. But narrowing it down to one song killed me inside. And this song is based on just how my playlist flowed. And what fit here by Sam Cooke was What a Wonderful World. Sam Cooke is one of the few artists I love so much that I will not sing his stuff at karaoke because I know I will mangle it. That would have been in my top 15, but uh, great pick. I, I unfortunately did not make my list. Beautiful song. One of the greatest singers of all time and sadly did not make my list either, but I love the song and I love the pick, but we are right back to you now for track seven. Uh, so this is the slowest song on my list. It is Sea of Love by Phil Phillips. I literally will sing the song to my many pets all the time. It also makes me think of Home by Philip Phillips, who was on American Idol, and how both of those songs would be a much better pet adoption commercial than Sarah McLachlan's Angel because they're both happier. People adopting pets and being happy. I'm going to make this place your home. That's the day I knew you were my pet. Not like sad, oh my God, all these pets are going to die. And that's why it made my list. Can't argue with that logic in any way, shape, or form. I know what they were going for. I know what the intent was to use Sarah McLaughlin. But yes, I do agree with you 100%, Ed. It would have been much better to use a song like this or Home by Philip Phillips. Sadly, did not make my list, but I love the song and I love the sentiment as well. Gomez? First of all, love the song that make my list. I'm sorry from 
I almost died laughing here. I, I lost breath and everything. I'm still red as hell, man. Great pick. It did not make it though. All right, Gomez, we're back to you for track seven. All right. So um, I did say I was, I was going to have a fun karaoke song. I've heard it sung by one of our friends, Robbie, uh, always sang one of these uh, karaoke songs. I know the song you picked. <laughs> no, it's not what you think it is, but maybe it could be. Build me up buttercup by the it foundation. Is the song. Oh, I think on. it I, is. He rarely sang that song. He always was. Oh, no, uh, he did it. He, he always did build me up buttercup. I remember he, that. That and he did another one too that he always sang really good. That's Only life the, by Frank Sinatra. That, no, there was a, then there was a third one. <laughs> he did a lot of good karaoke songs. Apparently, no, no, but no, three of them were like he spot on did it perfectly. This was just always a great song. Every time I hear something about Mary at the end, I hear it. I'm mm -hmm. singing along with it. I'm a horrible karaoke singer, without a doubt, but I will go up there, sing it with my friends, and enjoy every minute of it. So the foundations build me up buttercup. I am also a terrible karaoke singer. I love that song. It just didn't make my list. Same here. I got nothing but love for the song. It just did not make my list. As I'm rowing to my island. <laughs> it's a great island to be on, dude. That's a fantastic song to be playing on your island. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of islands floating around in this uh, cluster. You know what's funny? The last couple of episodes we've done, there have been a lot of islands. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to add another one right now. Okay, you do that because now. I'm just guessing. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not. But I think okay. I'm going to be on an island with this one. But this is the second time I'm talking about these guys tonight. Originally written in 1959 by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, the song reached number two on the U.S. Cashbox Top 100 and number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. I'm going with the Clovers Love Potion number nine. Anyone who's ever gone vinyl hunting, now I get to do a fun cover song, has certainly seen a copy of Herp Alpert and the Tijuana Brass's 1965 album Whipped Cream and Other Delights. Their cover is the first song on side two of this infamous album that many people have picked up and never bought. And in 1993, Neil Diamond covered the song on his Up on the Roof Songs from the Brill Building album. Shout out on Twitter to our friends Jay and Kay at the F My Work Life podcast, who also chimed in with this one. Absolutely love this tune. Hell, one of my old bands used to cover it. And the song's just awesome. So my track seven, The Clovers Love Potion, number nine. First of all, great song. It didn't make my list, but it did make a movie with this song. Uh, Love Potion number nine actually yeah, was, was the yeah. movie uh, with the movie reference. So great pick. I uh, just didn't make my list, Brian. Sorry. It's a banger of a song. It hit my top 100, but it did not make my top 10. All right. Another island to be had. I think it's safe to say that there's probably not another trifecta in us tonight, but let's see where we go. I said one. We have Oops. one. Yeah, Gomez Gomez kind of played Switzerland there. He was like, well, maybe one or two. So but he's I, got well, he's got kind of both I, numbers well, covered there. Yeah, so I played Switzerland. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're moving on to track eight. Ed, more islands to be had, I guess. What do you got for yours? Okay, so let's face it. Phil Spector was a nightmare of a human being, but you cannot argue with the quality of his wall of sound or the singing of his ex-wife. My number eight pick is Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Great pick. If I had a top 30, it would be on the top 30, but it, it did not make my list, though. 
I feel like we're using the same excuse tonight over and over, but when you cast such a wide net like this, it kind of is the only excuse because there really hasn't been a song tonight where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't listen to that. All, all of these are fantastic. There are artists I am surprised have not been mentioned yet. That's for sure. Me too. Mm, me too. Let's see if we hit them up now. We only got a couple songs left here. Gomez, your track eight. So I went with a great, great song. I love it. Every time I hear it, I think of one movie. And it's the entrance of a movie with Bruce Willis in it. And if you're thinking what I'm thinking, it is Die Hard with a Vengeance. The Love and Spoonful Summer in the City. Ooh, Truly great version of this song. I love it. I just love the beginning of it. It's like, it just has that eerie feeling. And especially in Die Hard with a Vengeance, when the building blows up on Fifth Street with a shoe sale going on, probably, you know, it was the perfect scene for it. Are we sure that was never in a Grand Theft Auto game? I don't think it did, was it? It seems ready-made for it, if it's not. Hey, Rockstar, again, you're making Grand Theft Auto 6. Maybe you should think about adding this song in. I have tons of covers of this song on my phone. B.B. King has a cover. Yep. Butthole Surfers have a cover. Joe Cocker has a cover. Styx has a cover. I could go on and on. I don't think any of the covers are better than the original in this no. instance. I think the original, I think the love and spoon fills is untoppable. Another one, good contender for an honorable mention, but did not make my list. And Ed, you had said it did not make your list. It did not. No. All right. Moving on to my track eight. This is where I take it down a notch. I said I was going to do that tonight. And to me, this is one of the most beautiful songs ever written in my humble opinion, originally written by Harry Warren and lyricist Al Dubin for the 1934 movie Dames. But the version I'm going with is the Flamingo's 1959 smash hit, I Only Have Eyes for You, reached number three on the Billboard Hot R&B chart and number 11 on the Billboard US Hot 100, ranked number 158 on Rolling Stone's list of the top 500 greatest songs of all time. There are over 500 cover versions of this song and now i'm gonna go through them one by one <laughs> oh god please don't <laughs> i'm getting right. aside in 1962 you talked about him before gomez frank sinatra covered the song with count basie and his orchestra on the sinatra basie historic mm -hmm. musical first album in 1975 art garfunkel had a hit with his cover version which was featured on breakaway and in 2003, Rod Stewart covered the song for his As Time Goes By, the Great American Songbook Volume 2 album. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to Ari Marucci, who also chimed in with this one. My track eight, The Flamingos, I Only Have Eyes for You. I know it's been in that Amazon commercial lately. And every time I see that commercial, I want to go put the song on because it just reminds me how gorgeous the song is. Absolutely stunning track. And I hope one of you guys have it. I, I, I'm guessing you don't, but I'm hoping you do. Brian, I'm fortunate to not make my list, but let me tell you, I can name a boatload of movies after that one. 1991's comedy, Don't Tell Your Mom, The Babysitter's Dead, yep, yep. with Christina Applegate and Josh Charles as they're falling in love. The 1991 hit smash movie for Anna Klumsky and Macaulay Culkin, My Girl, is yep. also in 1993's Robert De Niro's A Bronx Tale. It was also in the 2003 Something's Gotta Give with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. So this song has that wow factor on these drama, comedy, love movies. So 
It's a great fit. It did not make my list, though. <sighs> Shubop, Shubop. 39. I, if it was a doo-wop list, it would have been in there. I love the fact that so many doo-wop bands were bird names. The Orioles, yeah. the Flamingos, the Penguins, but it, it did not hit my top 10. He wasn't going with the national bird theme. <laughs> <laughs> you could make a doo-wop list just based off Birds. bird name bands. Yeah, you could. <laughs> no question. That's going deep. So next time we will do doo-wop bands named after birds. Top Patreon <laughs> playlisters. We're gonna we're gonna have it happen. Oh my god. If anything is like tonight, I I, I can't wait for that episode either now. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to track nine. Gomez has already been revealed with Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues. Ed, what do you got? So when we were setting this up, I assumed we would at least have a song trifecta, if not an artist trifecta with this. But the thing is, I genuinely hate Elvis Presley's Hound Dog. And the reason I hate it is because Big Mama Thornton's version is so much better, written by Lieber and Stoller. Hound Dog, Big Mama Thornton. The song actually makes sense when she sings it. I don't have any Elvis. Yeah, I no, didn't make my list. It didn't even did, did it go with my my vibe. I'll be honest. I agree with you, Ed. I think Big Mama Thornton's version is better. But most people out there are probably going. Ah, ah, ah. They can fight me. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown down. Yeah. No, they can fight me. It's fine. No, look, I have nothing but respect for Elvis. We could easily do an Elvis episode. Hell yeah. But I'll just spoiler alert. I don't have any Elvis on my top 10. Neither do I. And honestly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I would not replace any of my 10 songs with an Elvis song because there's no Elvis song I like more than any of the 10 songs I chose tonight. I will co-sign that. Yeah. All right, well, no Elvis tonight. So if the Elvis fans, I don't know who you're going to vote for in this one. We're moving on to my track nine. This was a group that I just assumed was so on the nose and so obvious that I figured it'll be a trifecta. But as of this point, being you guys only have track 10 left, I'm guaranteeing I'm on an island with it, which is shocking to say. But I'm going with a song written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. From the band's 1966 album of the same name, I'm going with the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations. Reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and in 1994, the song was voted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. It was voted number one on Mojo's Top 100 Records of All Time and number six on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And it was also included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 Songs That Shaped Rock and Roll. It's a groundbreaking song. And because of the unprecedented recording approach at the time, became at that time the most expensive song ever recorded. Cover versions, obviously, it's the Beach Boys, there are going to be some. Todd Rungring covered the song in 1976 for his Faithful album, and it peaked at number 34 on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm -hmm. And in 2012, Wilson Phillips covered the song for their dedicated album. Now, Gomez, I know you're going to know this movie reference, but I will drop it because in 2020, this song was featured as a part of Trolls World Tour. Oh God, yes, I know. <laughs> and he hits mashup. Yes. My track nine, the Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. 
I love Beach Boys, Brian. I do. It just was not in my top 20. Every time I hear Beach Boys, though, I think of the one episode of Full House when Jesse's playing the bongos <laughs> in the in the show. You know what I mean? So I do love the Beach Boys, but I also think of Cocktail in the movie. You know, so that's another thing I think of when I think of Beach Boys. Good vibrations, great song, just didn't make my list. My Beach Boy song was God Only Knows, but it came in at number 17. All right. Ooh. So you are on an island, sir. And that was one that I assumed was so on the nose that it was too obvious of a pick. So tonight, I love the fact that we only, as of right now, have one trifecta, and we're at track 10 now. And I'm just going to say it. I guarantee friggin' T we have three more songs to talk about tonight. We're just guessing. Well, you kind of see where I'm going with my list. I see the way Ed's going. I see how you're going. So I'm so. guessing we're all over the map, but let's, let's see. Maybe we'll have a crossover. Maybe we'll be shocked. Ed, what do you got for your closer? So surprising no one, the core rubric for my list tonight was songs I have or would sing at karaoke. And my number 10 song is my default gender bender song. It is Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. Uh, I love singing this at karaoke. It's easy to shift key to what I can hit. It is the most recent song on my list, and I'm going to make everyone in our age range sad when I say this. Do you remember that TikTok video where that kid was like, great oldie songs you should know. Nirvana's in bloom. Assuming that kid is in his 20s, and assuming that we are all about the same age. When we were in our early 20s, this song was as historical to us as In Bloom by Nirvana is to that kid today. <laughs> Sorry. You hit the nail on the head, man. Yeah, you did. Unfortunately, the kids on TikTok will never know what good music is from back in the day or how it really originated. So I will agree with you. But no, I do not have that song on my list. Another amazing honorable mention contender for me. It might be a longer episode of us trying to pick honorable mentions. I will come out to Jersey and sing this with you guys at karaoke. Love to do it, dude. I would Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Gomez, track 10. What is your closer? So track 10, I did have a slow song in the beginning, and I chose one of my favorite slow songs, too. And it's from one of my favorite movies when you consider action, not action, adventure drama. When you have four friends looking for somebody and you go through life and they tell such a great story. And I went with Benny King, Stand By Me. I truly love this song. I love the beginning of this, the movie with the song. I love the way they ended in this song. And it was kind of funny. I was just telling my, fortunately, my son got sick on vacation and I felt like I, the scene of the blueberry pie area, he did the <laughs> same thing. And it was, it just reminded me and I'm like, wow. So that's what I went with track 10. And I know this didn't make your list cause you're closed out, but if you want to chime in on it, God, that's such a great song. Uh, it is a great karaoke bop. You are not wrong. It is such a good song. It just, it hit my top 50, not my top 10. Oh, well, Gomez, unfortunately, you are on an island with that, but it's a fantastic song. Shout out on Twitter to our friends Jay and Kay at the F My Work Life podcast, who also chimed in with this one. Like I predicted, 
we are going to have three different songs to close things out here. And I'm going to be closing mine out with a very personal song. This one's special to me because this is one of my earliest childhood memories. I mean, early to the point where I was small enough to be bounced on my parents' knees. And the one song my father always sang to me when he bounced me on his knee was and he would sing another Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller song to me, the AdLib's first single in 1964, my closing song, The Boy from New York City. Peaked at number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And as far as I'm concerned, it was the only song I could close with tonight just because of that's one of the first memories I have in my life with music. I don't even remember much from my toddler years, but I vividly remember him bouncing me on his knee and singing that song. So there was no way I could close with anything else. Obviously, it's not on your guys list. But the song means so much to me because it's just one of the first songs I ever remember hearing. My track 10, The Ad-Libs, The Boy from New York City. It did not make my top 350, but my heartstrings are tugged, Brian. My heartstrings are tugged. You sure your dad was bouncing off your knee? You sure he just wasn't getting mad at you for something you did? Now, listen, I love your parents. I know them very well. Uh, your dad always says how, says how much he loves you. I could see that little baby Brian, you know, uh, <laughs> like maybe this tall, you know. Back when he was cute. Yes, way back when. Yeah, definitely. Not this abomination now that's not on video, thankfully. <laughs> A great song. It did not make my list, Brian, but man, I didn't even think about that today. Well. Before we get to our honorable mention picks, I'm going to stall for a minute so that way you guys could go through these songs in your head. And I'm going to shout out a couple of our Patreon playlisters who chimed in with some songs that we didn't talk about tonight. John from Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite chimed in with the five satins in the still of the night, which Boys to Men does a fantastic cover, by the way. The Dells, Oh, What a Night. The Platters, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Earth, Wind, and Fires, Love You All the Time. The Dell Vikings, Duke of Earl, The Four Seasons, Walk Like a Man, Danny and the Juniors at the Hop, and my wife is probably going to be upset I did not pick this one because he's such a huge Friends fan, The Tokens, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I also want to give a shout-out to Patreon playlister Philip Bergman, who chimed in with the Jarmels, A Little Bit of Soap, Petulia Clark, My Love, The Four Preps, Big Man, and Kathy Young in The Innocence of Thousand Stars. So now that I've stalled long enough, Ed, as our esteemed guest, why don't we kick things off with you to reveal your honorable mention pick of the night, which remember has to be a song that in this instance, Gomez and I picked, but you did. Well, following the rubric I set out for myself, it would have to be a song I have sang at karaoke before, right? So my song is Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. Nice giving us an honorary trifecta on that song. Fantastic. No, actually, I think the only reason you picked that now that I think about it is because you had said two trifectas. So you were just making sure you came in with that one, right? <laughs> I wish I were that clever and sneaky, but no. 
All right, Gomez, what do you got for your honorable mention? All right, so, Brian, you have the Drifters Under the Boardwalk, the Coasters, Yakety Yak. But there's one song that, Ed, you have on this, and it reminds me of a great movie, and this song's in it. Dusty Springfield, Son of a Preacher Man, man. I'm going with Pulp Fiction on this. Uh, I can't resist. So the tip of the hat to Ed. And I am also going to tip my hat to Ed, only I am going to go with Buddy Holly's Oh Boy. Got me with the MXPX cover there. Ed, as our esteemed guest, why don't you run through your playlist, track one through track 10, as well as your honorable mention song of the night. So here are my tracks one through 10, plus my honorable mention. Track one, Rip It Up by Little Richard. Track two, 30 Days by Chuck Berry. Track three, 20 Flight Rock by Eddie Cochran. Track four, Oh Boy by Buddy Holly. Track five, Blue Moon by the Marcells. Track six, What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. Track seven, Sea of Love by Phil Phillips. Track eight, Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Track nine, Hound Dog by Big Mama Thornton. And track 10, Son of a Preacher Man, with the honorable mention going to Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. Gomez. Track one, The Spaniels, Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night. Track two, Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon, in other words. Track three, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Track four, The Ventures, the Hawaii Five-O theme song. Track five, Richie Valens, La Bamba. Track six, Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good. Track seven, The Foundations, Build Me Up, Buttercup. Track eight, The Lovin' Spoonful, Summer in the City. Track nine, Eddie Crockerin's Summertime Blues. Track 10, Benny King, Stand By Me, with the tip of the hat to Ed, Dusty Springfield, Son of a Preacher Man. All right, and I kick things off with Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Track two, Dion's The Wanderer. Track three, The Drifters, Under the Boardwalk. Track four, The Coasters, Yakety Yak. Track five, Question Mark and the Mysterians, 96 Tears. Track six, Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good. Track seven, The Clovers, Love Potion, number nine. Track eight, The Flamingos, I Only Have Eyes for You. Track nine, The Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. And track 10, The Ad Libs, The Boy from New York City, with my honorable mention, tipping the hat to Ed with Buddy Holly's Oh Boy. Three completely, distinctly different playlists. We did have an artist trifecta at Chuck Berry, and we had an honorary trifecta for Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire. Playlisters, we now turn it over to you. Head over to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Visit the Golden Oldies and Duwap page or click the link in our show notes and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. Ed, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Tonight has been an absolute blast. Why don't you take a minute to tell people a little bit more about the greatest song ever sung poorly podcast and where they can listen to and follow you guys on social media. Thanks, Brian. So, the greatest song ever sung poorly is the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken. So everything is focused on karaoke. I will say that you guys are one of my favorite shows to guest on because I just love talking music with you guys. It's so much fun. I have new ideas to take to the karaoke bar this weekend now because of this guest appearance. And I just adore you guys. Thank you guys. Dude, we appreciate you coming on, man. It's always an honor. Definitely. And we are available at sungpoorly.com and pretty much anywhere you can type sung poorly into a search engine. 
Well, I got to thank you, Ed, for jumping on with us. Uh, it was a true honor finally to get on with you because I missed the last episode with you guys. So again, it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for jumping on the show with us. Brian, as usual, the right-hand man of the show. Brian Colburn, everybody. Give him a big applause today. <laughs> um, no, I can't Ooh. thank you. <laughs> That's not me, guys. It wasn't me. That was Brian. No, I really thank you, Brian, for everything you do for us, man. Truly awesome. To the playlisters, we need you to vote who got it right. Ed, Brian, or myself. So check it out on PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Check us out on Patreon.com slash PlaylistWars. And we're going to see you next week when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com, or via voicemail at 201 644 6498. That's 201 644 6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.